1: Five Iron Frenzy's song, One Girl Army, perfectly describes the abilities of tonight's guest, Leonor ortega She also has multiple aliases, Jeff the Girl with Five Iron Frenzy, Mom to Her Kids, and The Breaker of Saxophones. Now she's taken on a new role. Leonor has teamed up with other members of Five Iron Frenzy to create The Fast Feeling, an electronic synth-pop band based in Denver. Even with her crazy busy schedule, Leonard was cool and she joined the antidote for a chat about what's happening with both Five Iron Frenzy and the Fast Feeling. Plus we have an exclusive first listen to the Fast Feelings album, Pulses, which releases in January. The next song, Off The Rails, shows how different the sound of the Fast Feeling is compared to FIF. Enjoy this. to have Leonor Ortega-Till here on The Anecdote. Thanks for squeezing out some time for us, Leonor.
2: Yeah, it's great to be here.
1: I've spoken with you a number of times about your role in Five Iron Frenzy, but now you've jumped into something completely new as vocalist with the fast feeling.
2: Yeah, this is a big dream come true for me, and uh, to be using my voice And to be singing, um, this is really, really big deal for me. And this year, our album is going to come out, and I'm very excited.
1: Who else is involved in the band, and how did the idea of forming the Fast Feeling come about?
2: Well, with Five Iron Frenzy, we write songs out, and then Reese will put lyrics on those core songs. And Scott had written a number of guitar parts. Scott Kerr is the bass player, but former guitarist of Five Iron Frenzy. And he had been writing a lot of songs, material, for Reese to put lyrics and melody on. And Reese hadn't gotten to it. And so sometimes I'll put lyrics and melodies also to Five Iron Songs for Reese. And I was doing that with some current material last year. And I was singing um, over the parts for Reese to re-record. And Scott said, why don't we try these with your voice? And it was surprising to both of us the first couple songs we started demoing and it was exciting and he has a lot of recording gear and with the technology and his patience (laughs) and a lot of trial and error, we started to find that I actually could sing and had a voice and um, I really love writing melodies. That's one of my favorite things. So we kept working on it. God can write a lot of material and in fact he does have a lot of material. So we decided to um, email Five Iron and say we're, starting a new band. And some of these songs that we had thought of for Five Iron, we're going to now use for a new band. And um, Andy Verdecchio, who is the drummer of Five Iron Frenzy, listened to the songs. And he also lives here in Denver. And he was very excited and said, I would love to play drums. And so Andy plays drums in the band. And then the third person is Matt Langston. And he's of a band called Eleventy Seven, And he and Scott have collaborated together on music. And he also, Scott, played the songs for him, just demos, and they have a more electronic feel and almost a new wavey feel, and Matt was very excited and actually asked to be in the band. At first, I was reluctant because it's difficult being long-distance with members, but um, after hearing some of his songs and how excited he was, we added him, too. So that's the band, Matt Langston, Scott Kerr, Andrew Verdecchio, and then myself on vocals.
1: Okay, so that's where the EDM vibe came from, because I remember Matt doing something similar to that on his Jelly Rocks project.
2: Right, and Matt, he adds, I call them the sounds. He mattifies it to me. Like, Scott will make interesting sounds also, but Matt, um, you know, he just takes it to the next level as far as the sounds and the ambiance and all of the electronics. And in fact, some of the songs that he has written as the main songwriter, he's chosen to use electronic drums. And so this album will have Andrew on some of the drums and also electronic drums on some of the songs. And so it's a mix and match.
1: It's easy to see where some of the electro pop influence is coming from. Here's the Matt Langston Jelly Rock song, Someone Else.
0: Where they made it past my team
1: You know, it's funny when you talked about your vocals, because the only time I can recall hearing you take over lead vocals with Five Iron was for a whole 10 seconds on (laughs) when I go out, you know, and I suppose you've probably heard this from a thousand people, and now you're going to get it from me. I had no idea that you had such an incredible voice.
2: I didn't either, and thank you so much you know, a lot of people like to sing at church and I tried my best and my husband and I have had some different musical projects together, but I really, I have a very nasally voice and it's kind of high. And um, the good thing about electronic music and about, you know, pop rock kind of music that we're doing is you can add effects to it and you can use filters and you can take your time and record it correctly through decent microphones. And I think technology has made me realize that in the right context, I really do have a good voice and I went for a couple voice lessons, and the thing that surprised me that I guess I did know was that I have a much broader range than most women have. I can sing much lower and much higher. I'm a soprano, but I can also sing low, so that gives me the opportunity to um, double up my parts an octave higher or lower, where um, you know my range is just huge. And so that's been kind of fun to find out that I have this awesome tool. I just need to learn how to use it.
1: Well, you know, it really makes me wonder if the band members of Five Iron Frenzy actually hid you away behind your sacks because they were intimidated <laughs> by your vocals.
2: Definitely not. <laughs> I have never sang in Five Iron. Nope. Definitely not. <laughs>
3: It did scared me. It's uh, easy. It was inspirational. I don't know.
1: <laughs> the live version of when I go out with Leonore's only time on lead vocals with Five Iron Frenzy. Let's go back to more of our talk with Leonore about Five Iron.
2: See, that's the other thing about Five Iron that I love is, and this is going to be something new for me. With Five Iron, my favorite thing is performing. Some people, their favorite thing is to write the songs. Other people, their favorite thing is to record. Um, but me, being on stage is my favorite thing. And as a saxophonist, you know, there's only so many parts that you play. So I get to dance and run around and interact with the crowd. And as a vocalist, I feel that a vocalist has to focus so much more um during the set live when they're performing and so I'm curious to see how it'll translate because I'm going to have to hone it down but it's nice to be in both bands because I can hone it down and focus on the fast feeling when we start performing live and on Five Iron I just have little spots where I play and then I can dance and crowd surf and just have a lot of fun I think I'm going to love being a vocalist but I love the opportunity that performing saxophone gives me just to spaz out.
1: Does that mean you actually have to take a tranquilizer to slow it down to be on stage? Because you are a wild woman on stage.
2: I know, I am. It's a different kind of music, though. The fast feeling, I mean, it's fast, but it's not um, five iron. Sometimes we laugh actually now. You know, I just reached 40 this last year and listening to uh, the Old West on our live covers were like what how fast is that like and we just laugh at ourselves like is that music (laughs) it's really funny to listen back to old recordings and think what we played probably too fast
1: no question that the ska of five iron frenzy could be fast especially on handbook for the sellout
0: Did you think the word alternative was only meant for the likes of you? Do you think that they're too cool now? Being popular is lame.
1: 40 What made you want to start up a whole new job, almost a new career?
2: Right, and that's exactly it. I think that's the impetus is that I am 40. If I don't do it now, I'm not going to do it later. If I wait five more years, then I, I may not want to do it. I'm a firm believer that um, you don't stop when you're merging. I get so angry when people stop when they're merging and they're driving. And the same is true for you know anything in life. after I had children, the idea of getting back in the game, getting back into Five Iron, practicing again, getting in shape again, being relevant, learning new technology, staying out late going to shows, um, working at a church called Scum of the Earth where the average age is 22, um, all kinds of things. You just don't stop. You have to keep merging if you're going to keep relevant and keep young and keep active and keep healthy. And so I feel really strongly that um, it's important and that its life is a gift. And so I need to at 40, even though it seems like I should be stopping things, I want to start things because, you know, if I don't do it now, when am I going to do it? And also, when is the opportunity going to come that I have such an audience? One thing I feel a huge, um, I guess I would almost say a burden, but a respect for is the fact that people care. People care um, about Five Iron Frenzy right now. They care about our message. They care about our past messages and they care about those things because they feel similarly. And if I don't use this opportunity now to encourage people and to bring hope into this world and make a better world, then there may be a time when people don't care what I have to say. <laughs> and I'll be like trying to shake people away. Why go work backwards? So I kind of feel a, um, an extreme beautiful burden to keep going. And I think that the other guys in the band also feel that same way. We're still relevant. We're still capable, and for some reason, people still tune in. And so we feel very strongly that we should take this opportunity.
1: Well, you just mentioned a moment ago about the message from Five Iron Frenzy. Is there a message you're putting across with the fast feeling?
2: Um, Somewhat, but not as heavy-handed. The thing that's interesting about Reese is, you know, he'll, he'll sing the spectrum of concepts. And I don't think that um, this is going to be such a conceptual band like that. It's more um, cryptic, but I feel like there are songs about hope. There's songs about um, perseverance. There are songs that are just straight up fun. I think of like Blondie or the Go-Go's when you put on music in the 80s or the 90s sometimes. It's just fun music. It's music that you get to relax to. And sometimes you want to be shaken up and stirred to change things in society. But what I wanted to do with The Fast Feeling was make songs that mattered, but not so much that it distracted from the music. And so the music and the lyrics are very balanced out in that they're enjoyable and they're not so heavy-handed, but there are definitely themes, and there's a lot of themes about growing up because you get jaded, you can easily get jaded. And I think that young people just grasp to music so much. I wanted to give them a message of hope.
1: Leonore's sweet vocals coming through on Songbird from the fast feeling.
2: the most interesting thing to me the other guys in the band they are very very much lyric writers and so andy and scott and matt and myself have lyric sessions we're all together in the same room and it can take you know hours and hours we hash out each lyric for each song
1: that's got to be brutal doing that i was thinking that would be it's almost more t- chaotic <laughs> than easy
2: yeah it's actually my least favorite part of the process <laughs> while it's happening but one of my favorite parts of the process after the fact. So after we finally get it and I record it, it's one of those things where, you know, you don't like being on the treadmill or you don't like going to the dentist or whatever it is. It's one of those things that at the time I'm so antsy and I have so much energy. And after like an hour with two lines and we can't get it, I'm like ready to just give up. And what I often do is I'll just be like, I think I'm fine with it. And Scott will say, you're not fine with it. You don't think it's that good. You're just tired of the process. (laughs) (laughs) And, but we get there, we get there. And there's been so many songs where, um, the whole theme has changed of the lyrics. And I love that. So I think that it surprised me that these guys care so much about the lyrics and the message. And I think, you know, we owe it to ourselves to do that work. So the lyrics are going to be, um, worth reading and they're worth thinking about. They're not just fluff lyrics.
1: I think that maybe you should be taking some advice from one of the first lines of the fast feeling song, Break, where (laughs) it talks about taking a break from the pressure. Where do you find the time (laughs) for all of this?
2: I know, I'm an Ortega. That's my maiden name. My family is Mexican American and we're notorious for going insane and having a lot of energy and doing a lot of things. (laughs)
1: The fast feeling until it's gone. walking us through the song break. How did it come about?
2: Well, what is coming through? Yeah, a lot of people that are in the daily grind of providing for their family financially and um, getting stuck in the mud somehow and keeping up with the Joneses, it's not sustainable. It's not sustainable for marriage. It's not sustainable for health. It's not sustainable for healthy spirituality. It's not sustainable for, you know, life and life to the fullest. And so... The line, if you want to get away, um, it talks about the doors are open wide. And that's an invitation to any person who feels that life is just what you see in front of you, and it's the boring, and it's the game, and you have to play the game. And sadly, I will say you have to play the game. The dishes get dirty. You have to get up in the morning and do some of the things you don't like to do. But that's not all there is, you know. And so that's why I think music is a tool to remind people There are moments to celebrate. There are moments to relax. Like I had someone say recently, they were on Facebook, and they said, I can't handle these burdens. And so many people responded saying, you don't have to. You don't have to. The onus isn't on you to be this strong person. And so just a reminder that, you know, we all kind of want to escape and get away, but there's healthy ways to do it. (laughs) So that's kind of what that song was about.
3: Take a break from the pressure Take a break from your
2: There's more songs on an album like that, too. There's one, um, I think it's going to be called Fall Back. And it's the concept of the eternal perspective. And even more so than just today, are we going to escape? But the idea that eternally, you know, we, we don't know all the answers, but I tend to believe that there's going to be something better on the other side of all of this. And so just an invitation, again, to relax and know that this isn't all there is. All we see is not all there is.
1: Is that one of the songs that's available now?
2: Not now. We're still mixing and mastering. But one song that's available now is called Songbird. One of the songs that we just released um, and we did a lyric video for is called Factions. And this song is very much a political song in that we're talking about the systems that lie behind the systems. And for any given face that you see, there are thousands of corporations. There are thousands of dollars. There are thousands of governments. um, There are thousands of agendas that you don't see. And so it's just a reminder that our faith should not be put in the face of a person or a message of any single person um, or even a single government um, or even a single corporation, because there are so many different people at work in these systems that you know they're doing the best they can on some level especially locally but we don't put our hope in that and so it's just trying to make us aware that the media is one of the ways that we can be blessed and one of the ways that we can be cursed we can look to the media for messages of hope and information or we can look to the media to feed us lies and so we have to be careful about what media we're choosing to believe
1: and that's an easy thing to fall into and get a distorted viewpoint
2: Yeah, I think that the message of the media can cause a lot of hopelessness. You can feel very small in a very big world very quickly. And um, again, if you're not aware of what's happening locally, then, you know, why get bogged down in what's happening nationally? And you've got the antidote with Dave Hawkins.
1: songs factions and fallback from the upcoming release by the fast feeling well let's get back to talking about the media from the fast feeling have you guys chosen a name or how many songs you're going to be including on the album
2: yeah the name of the album is going to be pulses and we just came to that agreement recently and we're thinking probably 11 to 12 songs this next weekend Scott will fly out to North Carolina and he will continue to mix the songs and write some more parts with Matt. And then the songs go to mastering, but they're very close. And we have at least 12 contenders. And then we'll see what, you know, where, where we feel comfortable. And if we want to save some of those songs for something down the road also.
1: Before we go, Leonore, are there any more surprises coming from you? I mean, you're not going to do any <laughs> polka projects or anything of that sort?
2: no, no. <laughs> Uh, no, there's no more su- surprises. One of the things that I was working on, though, and I'm very satisfied with, is the releasing of our Five Iron Frenzy catalog on vinyl. Fans had been saying for a long time that they would love uh, remastered versions of our old albums. And, uh, I had been spearheading that for Five Iron Frenzy, and I'm happy to say that right now, beginning with upbeats and beatdowns, it's available for order on vinyl. And that's, These are the kind of projects that Um, people are excited about, but it takes work to do. And so, again, you said, where do I get all the energy? I get the energy when people respond. And so people are responding well. They're buying them, and they're excited about that. So if the response goes well, we want to do more of the albums. And so, yeah, I'm excited for that. And um, who knows what the fans tell me they want. Then maybe I'll do something else.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Leonard, we're going to be really happy to hear more from the Fast Feeling You know, you're one of my favorite people to talk to. So thanks so much for coming on The Antidote.
2: Thank you so much, Dave. I appreciate it.
1: that a flowery song came out 20 years ago. I guess if you don't have a copy of upbeats and beatdowns from Five Iron Frenzy, now would be the time to get the vinyl version. If you're looking for pulses from the fast feeling, it will be up on all the regular digital outlets January 13th. The next episode of The Antidote is the first of 2017, and we're gonna take a retrospective look at the top releases of 2016. Even I got surprised when I began putting this list together. There are huge bands, tiny bands, and every imaginable genre. It was really an interesting year musically, and The Antidote's top 10 list is going to be just as interesting. I'm going to finish tonight's episode of The Antidote with a song that released in 2013, which makes it prophetic considering the current political climate. From Five Iron Frenzy comes Zen and the Art of Xenophobia. See you again next week.